Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Hello and welcome to Not Just a Sports Report, UFC Fight Night. Thoughts and comments. I'm here with JJ, uh, just like we were for UFC 270. Fortunately, I got pretty pissed last night, so uh, I did wake up and watch the early fights, but it was a bit of a later start today, feeling a bit sore and sorry. So I'll quickly go through. We're just coming up to our featured prelim fight now on this card between Miles Johns and John Castaneda, Uh, but I'll quickly go through my predictions from earlier and the results. So the first fight, I had Dennis Bondar beating Malcolm Gordon by decision. Malcolm Gordon actually won in a minute, 22 seconds. I think Bondi ended up getting injured. Uh, I turned the fight on, but yeah, I was still in a very sore and sorry state. Uh, But I did catch Philip Rowe knocking out Jason Witt. I actually had Philip Rowe by decision, which was a bit of a strange bet from me. But Philip Rowe got it done by knockout, round two. Then we move on to Jelton Almeida up against Danilo Marquez. Uh, and I picked Almeida to win by knockout, which he did. He won in the first three minutes of round one by knockout. So that was good. That got me off to a good start uh, in terms of the betting. Then I had Alexis Davis by a decision over Julia Stolyarenko. Uh, and Alexis Davis got it done by decision. So that was awesome. Then I had Chidi Njokuani up against Mark andre Barial. Uh, I took Chidi by decision and I actually even put in my little predictions post uh, that my value bet was for the fight to go the distance well the fight went 16 seconds Uh, I did think that Chitty could get the knockout win that's his specialty but I thought Mark Andre uh, I don't know I thought he was more durable than what he showed but Chitty obviously hits very very hard that's why he's called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Uh, and my head-to-head luck has been pretty good unfortunately I didn't get the method on that one I didn't have him by knockout uh, but then in the next fight, Hakeem Dawodu up against Mike Trezano. I had Hakeem by decision, and he got it done. So had some all right luck, had some decent luck early. Uh, now in this featured prelim, I've got Miles Johns by decision up against John Castaneda. Uh, but there is a sneaky chance. I think we could definitely see a knockout in this one. Castaneda has eight wins by knockout in his career. And Miles Johns is coming off a really good knockout win in his last performance, which I bet on him to win by knockout in this one, uh, in that one, sorry. So I was pleasantly surprised. But in this one, I think Castaneda's pretty tough. So I'm going to be taking Miles Johns by unanimous decision. So we'll sit down and watch this fight. And then myself and JJ, yes, he's here. He's, he's around. It's not just me. Uh, but yeah, we'll give our thoughts uh, at the end of this featured prelim bout on what's just taken place. So this is UFC Fight Night. Thoughts and comments. All right, so I had Miles Johns by decision. Uh, that went very poorly, very, very poorly. He lost, I don't know if he lost the first round, like nothing happened in the first round. He clearly lost the second round. He got rocked, was wobbling. I was pretty lucky to get through that round. And then he came out in round three uh, and just copped a nasty knee to the head. Ended up getting submitted by John Castaneda as well, which I'll just have a quick look because I'm, I know that Castaneda is known for, or Castaneda is known for his knockouts. So 
I'll just actually check how many submissions he has on his record because I don't think, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right, so John Castaneda, the Sexy Mexi, uh, as he's nicknamed. Uh, he has six submission wins, so, but he has eight knockouts. So he's a bit of everything, uh, and he did do a bit of everything in that fight. He just about knocked Miles Johns out, and then he decided to choke him out uh, instead. And Miles Johns didn't even tap out. He actually just passed out. I just got choked out. So not what I was hoping for in that fight, but still definitely entertained by it. Uh, and, yeah, did you have any thoughts on that one, JJ? I uh, yeah, I don't know much about those fighters, but um, look, it, uh, as you said in the first round, it looked pretty even. Not much happened. Maybe Jones had the slight edge, but um, yeah, uh, Castaneda like worked into the fire really well. Um, cop, uh, hit him on the nose and caused uh, what's the dude's name? Caused Miles Johns to, to stumble back and then after that it was kind of like survival mode from Johns. So But he, he survived to the third round and then he got rocked again, as you said, by the by the knee, so and that was pretty much it. And he didn't want to give up, but he got slept. So yeah. Always a little scary when you see him like fully out and then they wake up and it's like <gasps> you know, like but yeah, nice nice performance from Castaneda. Good one to keep an eye on, I think. All right, so up next we've got Julian Juicy J. Erosa, uh, who I rate quite highly. He does have kind of his hits and misses, uh, but I think he can overcome his inconsistencies here to beat Steven Peterson, who's his opponent tonight. Uh, one interesting stat is that Steven Peterson has never been submitted. He's actually a really, really hard guy to finish. Most of his losses have been via decision. I think he has one knockout loss, and the rest of his losses are all made up of decisions. Uh, so it's looking likely that this one will go to decision, but I've actually picked Julian Arosa by submission. Uh, as I said, Peterson has never been submitted in his professional career. I think Julian can do that tonight, give him his first submission loss. Uh, but Steven Peterson is a really, really quality grappler. He's good on the feet as well. Uh, and he's going to be a tough test. There's every chance he could knock Arosa out. I think that's a big chance as well. Uh, but I'm going to be taking Julian Arosa by submission. I think knockout is a chance as well, but I think Julian Arosa is going to find a way to get the stoppage. So we'll sit down and watch this fight now, and we'll be back at the end with our thoughts and comments. All right, so Julian Arosa getting the win. Uh, split decision, fight of the night for sure. Uh, blood everywhere. Incredible fight. Both guys kept it on the feet too. They're incredible grapplers, uh, but they... They didn't really, other than a couple of takedown attempts from Arosa, they didn't didn't entertain the grappling at all. So it was on the feet for 15 minutes, very intense action, blood everywhere, a really, really gritty, high-paced fight, especially comparatively to a couple of the slower fights we've seen on this card. So Julian Arosa gets the split decision win in a very close contest. I had him getting the finish. Uh, but to be honest, if anyone looked like they were going to get the finish in that one, it was actually... Peterson. So Julian Arosa gets the win. Head to head, I'm going pretty decent in terms of my predictions. I'm hoping that my methods of victory <clears throat> uh, can come up. And yeah, the next fight is the one that I'm actually probably the most keen for on this card. Not even probably, actually, I am the most keen for. It is the two ultimate fighter finale, <clears throat> or finalists, sorry. Uh, we've got Tresan Gore and Brian Battle. Of course, 
Treson Gore was supposed to face battle uh, in the Ultimate Fighter finale, but he had to pull out with an injury. So he's good to go now. He looks to be a real prospect as well. Uh, but I'm actually backing in the underdog in this one. I like Brian Battle. He is the Ultimate Fighter winner. He was supposed to face Gore in the final, but he ended up beating Gilbert Urbina. So now they're going to run this one. They're going to make it happen. Uh, and yeah, I really like Brian Battle. So Treson Gore looks like an unbelievable prospect. But I'm going to be taking Brian Battle, and I'm going to take Brian Battle by submission. I think he can get the finish here, but Treson Gore is a freakish fighter, definitely just a natural athlete. Uh, but Brian Battle seems to get better every time I see him fight, so I think he's going to be even better when he steps into the octagon here, and I'm going to be taking Brian Battle uh, by submission. Yeah, just wanted to say an absolute war in that last fight between the two Americans, and um, yeah, it was hard to pick who who would come out on top. But your guy got up, so that's good. (laughs) All right, Uh, the Ultimate Fighter final, well, rematch, I guess you could say. Rematch, would you say? Uh, Or proper proper final staging? The real deal. The real final uh, is over. Close battle, um, no pun intended. Battle comes out on top. What do you think of that one, Mick? Was that uh, is that is that how you saw it? Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I think Battle Battle won the first round, and then Treshawn or Treshawn Gore definitely won the second round. Uh, it was very very close throughout, uh, and Brian Battle just did enough. Just had more volume. Uh, was mixing it up with some takedowns as well. So he just did enough to win, and he had plenty to say after the fight too, but I enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan of Brian Battle, so I was stoked to see him get the win. I picked him to win, but I had him by submission. That was a much closer decision victory, but a lot of people were doubting Brian Battle. I definitely wasn't. He seems to get better with each appearance, uh, and he's improved again. He's come out, looked really, really strong against someone like Gore, who hasn't lost yet in his short professional career. So very, very impressed with Brian Battle. And in terms of ones to watch, Brian Battle in the middleweights, he is right up there along with a guy named Andre Muniz, who I believe are two of the definite ones to watch in the division. Uh, A couple of guys up next are also in the middleweight division. We've got Brendan Allen and Sam Alvey. Sam Alvey is just a bit of a journeyman at this point. He's really mainly just been losing uh, for the last few years and yeah he's definitely not pushing for the top 15 I'll tell you that much but he's been around for a hot minute he's an experienced veteran and he's taking on Brendan Allen who uh, I've told you about him before JJ but he actually came out I bet on him against Sean Strickland funnily enough uh, and I remember Brendan Allen coming out to like the fray or something it wasn't the fray but it was like you know like how to save a life it was just a cringe song. It was pathetic. It was really lame. Uh, and I had money. Sorry, that's really harsh. Uh, but I had money on Brendan Allen. And I, as I saw him coming out, I was like, oh, I don't have a good feeling about this pussy walkout music. Like, this is really not a good omen. And then he ended up getting knocked out. So uh, I actually recently, Brendan Allen's last appearance, he was up against Chris Curtis. Brendan Allen was $1.28 favorite. Chris Curtis was $3.75. I took Chris Curtis by knockout, just purely based on the pussy entrance music from uh, years gone by. And Chris Curtis knocked him out, the action man. 
knocked him out, who has become a bit of a cult hero in the UFC. But uh, the, then my theory basically has been tested because Salma Alve, with the greatest respect, has been really, really average just in terms of his wins and losses, not his performances. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely not really, like pushing for the title or anything like that. And so I had to think. I was like, Brennan Allen's at $1.28 again. And I was like, do I go against him? Do I go against him? And so my theory is being tested. I'm going to be going with Brendan Allen here. Uh, and if he doesn't beat Sam Elvey, then I'm never going Brendan Allen again. I'm already, I was already considering going the upset. Now, Brendan Allen is an incredibly talented fighter. But it's that music. It just got me. Weird thing to remember. But then he got knocked out by Chris Curtis. He did have a couple of wins in between. Uh, but yeah, if he doesn't beat Sam Elvey here, then... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I give up on Brendan Allen, unfortunately. So this is going to be an interesting fight. Uh, I actually kind of like the idea of going the value bet in Sam Elvey, but I'm going to take Brendan Allen. Uh, I think he can get the finish, but I'm going to take Brendan Allen by decision just based on all the reasons I just listed, mainly his music and the vibe of that walkout that just, it sticks with me. I remember just being like, no, 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 no. Like, Sean Strickland comes out, and you're like, this guy is going to fuck him up. Like, Sean Strickland comes out, he's like a psycho, he's pumped up. And then you got like, where did I go wrong? Except it's not, it wasn't that song, but that was like the level. I was, it was fucking embarrassing. Uh, so yeah, sorry to, to Brendan Allen for being so harsh, but I'm backing you in this one, mate. So you've, you've got you've to gotta lift. I'm taking Brendan Allen by decision. He could definitely get the finish, but... I haven't seen what music he's chosen tonight, so I'm not backing him in for the finish because I'm not that confident. So I'm going to take Brendan Allen by decision in this one. We'll sit down, uh, watch the action that's about to take place, and then we'll give our thoughts on that one. So myself and JJ will be back in just a moment. And maybe what I'll do is uh, we'll get a little little snippet of his, his walkout music and we'll get a vibe. I'll do a little vibe check before Brendan Allen uh, fights. So I'll be back in a moment with the walkout music for Brendan Allen. Allen? Uh, Brendan Allen, sorry. And Sam Elvey. I was thinking two things at once. I'll get his walkout music too. Let's see what he's rolling with. I always love something like The Final Countdown is always a great pump up. There are a few. Island Boy, when uh, Werner Jandrioba came out to that, that was interesting. So... We'll see what they're going to come out to now. And next weekend, we've got UFC 271, Adesanya vs. Whitaker 2 for the middleweight title. Heaps of Aussies, heaps of Kiwis on the card. Taitu Ivasa and Derek Lewis. That is one of the fights I'm looking forward to the, the most out of any fight this year. Uh, and there's going to be a little bit of a uh, Twitch situation, uh, I believe, next Sunday. So keep your eyes peeled for that because we're going to be streaming live thoughts and comments uh, for the whole event and plenty more. So there's going to be a lot to look forward to. And it looks like Brendan Allen's coming out. Someone's coming out. So, uh, yeah, I'll be back in a second. I don't know if they're going to show like a preview thing or whether they're just going to walk them out. I think they're going to show a preview thing. I'll come back for the walkouts. Very disappointing. They, or I guess not, if we were going to be subjected to some shitty music. But uh, we didn't get the walkouts. They just brought them out during the ad breaks. Uh, maybe they decided Brendan Allen's music was just too 
Ah, cringe. But he is a gun. He's supposed to be a gunfighter. It's honestly just the music theory. And then I had success on it when I actually bet on the underdog to knock him out last time. And he did. So I don't know. Who knows what songs they came out to? Has he changed his setup? Has he got a better song now? And we've got Smiling Sam Alvey, Always Smiling. Don't know what song he would have picked, but probably better than what Brendan Allen would have picked. Sam's got a record of 33 wins, 16 losses, one draw and one no contest. So he's been around for a hot, win- hot minute, hot win it. Uh, and he is one of the most experienced fighters in the entire promotion. But other than that, not a heap to say about Sam Alve. I think if he gets it done here, it'll be by decision. But this fight intrigues me now, the music theory and the Brendan Allen theory. And I'm backing him in here. Uh, now, last card, I, I backed two people in who I, it was their last chance in my eyes and they lost. And you, I never write anyone off completely because you don't know who they're going to be matchmaked up against. But I basically gave up on the two who lost for me last week. So Brendan Allen, uh, to be honest, if he loses this, then unless he's up against like very low level competition, then I'm probably going to go back to going against him but this is his chance for redemption we don't know what music he was rolling with but it's his chance for redemption i'm taking brendan allen by decision we'll be back at the end of this fight with our thoughts and comments all right fight is over looks like mick's faith may have been restored in brendan allen what do you think were you convinced in that performance yeah yeah i think he's he's like he's one back my trust because the music thing is not like a huge thing to hold a grudge over, but he did get knocked out, but he's submitted Sam Alvey. He's got the win. Uh, to be honest, uh, Sam Alvey, it's not a huge win, but he did take this fight on Tuesday. He got the win. He got the stoppage as well with the submission. So yeah, my faith in Brendan Allen is restored. So we'll see who he comes out and faces next. And we'll also hopefully get to see, a bit of the walkout music, but it's a shame. I think I have to place my bets before, which is a shame. So I'll still be wary of Brendan Allen, but he definitely, he's a quality, quality fighter. Like the music thing's not a very serious thing to hold. Someone's fighting skills, you know, uh, up to that standard. But yeah, Brendan Allen, he's won back my trust. I'll say that. And Sam Elvey, yeah, Sam Elvey smiling still but let me just go through his fights since 2019 so we've had a knockout loss in round one to jimmy crute we've had a decision loss um so two losses in 2019 for sam elvey then in 2020 he had a decision loss to ryan span he had a draw to jung da un uh, 2021 he lost by submission to Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis, round two submission. Uh, and then he lost in August last year to Wellington Terman. So, and Wellington Terman is like, he's decent, but he's not in that top tier. Like he's, I don't know if he's going to be ranked, a ranked fighter. So how many losses is that? Including the draw, when's the last time Sam Alvey won? It was against Gian Volante, who's since retired, and I do not rate Gian Volante at all. That win, I hate to be harsh, I don't like to be negative, but that win means very little to me. Uh, so that was his last win. Sam Alvey's last win was June 2018. So, 
Uh, yeah, he just continues. That's why I wasn't like overly impressed with Brendan Allen's efforts. I think it's kind of a reflection on where Sam Elvey's at in his career. Uh, but Brendan Allen is on the up. He's still improving and he is young. So he's won back my trust and I will give him full consideration in his next fight. Uh, and yeah, I'll take it as it comes. So I'll wait and see who he's actually fighting. I'll watch the tape and then I'll make my decision when it comes to it. But Sam Elvey, really poor, hasn't won since June 2018. And yeah, it's another loss, a submission loss. He's been stopped. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to cut him. He's like experienced and I don't like kind of talking about cutting pick guys from the UFC, but like Sam Elvey, if anyone is like cut material, if this was a guy who had like 10 fights, he'd be cut by now. Uh, but he is a veteran and I guess he has a lot to offer. But I, what does the future hold for Sam Elvey? Is this the last year we're going to see uh, Sam Elvey in the UFC? And it kind of intrigues me a lot as to his next matchup. For me, if he doesn't win his next matchup, then he's in real danger. So I'm interested to see what the future holds for Sam Elvey. And now, after getting that submission win, I am interested to see what the future holds for Brendan Allen. So good win for him, the submission victory. Uh, did you have any extra thoughts on that, that fight, JJ? Yeah, just watching it, um, totally agree with what you say about Sam Elvey. He just looks uh, maybe a tier below at this point. But yeah, Brendan Allen didn't fill me with huge confidence. It was That's just the eye test. But yeah, if he's young, he's probably got some room to improve. So we'll see what happens. All right, up next we have some action. Which division is this? Let me just work out which division this is. One sec. I'll do that from the start. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we've got some welterweight action. Uh, one theory I had been working on was the welterweight decision theory of picking them by decision. Uh, that has come to an early end with Phil Rowe uh, in the second fight on this card getting the knockout. Uh, the decision win for him was the least likely, so I guess I was kind of clutching at straws there. But up next, we've got the welterweight action between Shavkat Rachmanov and Carlston Harris. I'm going to take Shavkat in this one, and I'm going to chuck 40 bucks on him to win by knockout, so I'm going to ride this fight hard. But Carlston Harris is a tricky operator to take down. He is 17-4 and four in his professional career, uh, but Shavkat is 14-0, and oh, so I think he's going to prove too hard to stop here. Uh, and, yeah, I think knockout is the way it's going to go. He has seven knockouts and seven submission victories. He has never gone to decision. So I think we're going to see a stoppage here. Maybe even a round one early stoppage. I'm not too confident in that. I haven't seen a ton of both of these guys or of either of these guys. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure how it's going to play out. And he does have seven submissions as well as seven knockouts. But I'm going to chuck the 40 bucks on Shavkat by knockout. And yeah, I, in the last one I had Brendan Allen by decision, but obviously there were reasons surrounding that. He ended up getting the stoppage. Uh, and in this next one, I'm going for another stoppage. I think we're going to get a stoppage in this one. Uh, Carlston Harris is a very tough customer, though. He has lost three times by decision and once by knockout, so he's never been submitted. He's only been knocked out once in 21 fights. He's only been stopped once in 21 fights, so... It's going to be a tough ask. Maybe round one was a bit of a stretch, uh, but I think Shavkat's going to find the way to get that knockout. 
We will find out, though. The fight is about to take place. I think they're a couple of minutes away. So we'll sit down and watch the fight, and we'll come back at the end with some thoughts and comments on that. And, yeah, I'm going to be riding this one extra hard. I'm backing uh, Rachmanov in for the big knockout win. I think submission could be a real danger bet. That's why I probably shouldn't have chucked 40 bucks on knockout, but I did. So we're riding it. Uh, I've had a bit of success across this card, and especially head-to-head. So I'm going to back Shavkat in here, and I think he can get the knockout. I'm not super, super confident, but I'm going to be backing it in here. So welterweight action up next, Shavkat Rachmanov and Carlston Harris. Uh, another theory that I actually have that I forgot to mention, I used it earlier this year. I got up, or maybe late last year in one of my preview and predictions podcasts, I went for the Kazakhstani woman and she got the win. Uh, I roll with the Kazakhstan theory. So if they're from Kazakhstan uh, and I'm on the fence or I'm not absolutely set on their opponent, then the Kazakhstan theory is very real. So Shavkat is from Kazakhstan. I'm back in the Kazakhstan theory and all the way. And you know what? I'm going to go a big Kazakhstan knockout. It's nice. It's going to be huge. Is it racist that I always mention Borat when it comes to the Kazakhstan? No, no, it's not. So we're going to see a, uh, unless you're from Kazakhstan and you have a different opinion, and to which case I apologize. But I'm going to go with the Kazakhstani here. I think he's going to knock out Carlston Harris. And I think it's going to be big. I think we're going to see a big... Kazakhstani bang. Uh, his opponent is from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, which is renowned for being one of the breeding grounds for fighters in the world, one of the biggest breeding grounds of fighters. So we'll see. How does Rio stack up against Kazakhstan? We're about to find out. Uh, they're just introducing them now. So we're going to smash this fight, and I'll be back with my Kazakhstani thoughts and comments. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just wanted to say, I think he's fighting out of Rio, but he might... I don't know what that flag is. Yeah, might, it might be Mozambique. We'll do some. We'll do a deep dive on that one. All right. Fight's over. The Guyanese, Harris, uh, has been taken down and in a savage knockout. How'd, how'd you like that one, Mick? Brutal. I loved it. Kazakhstan power. I didn't love seeing, you know, the brutality of the knockout. Like, it's never nice seeing a guy get fucking punched in the head like that. But Carlson Harris seems okay, or as okay as you can be. He got rocked. Rocked big time. Uh, probably at the end of the card, I'll go through just a couple of performance of the nights and fight of the night. Uh, and that is definitely in the conversation. I think that'll be getting a mention at the end of the episode, that was a huge knockout. Couldn't be more stoked with that. As I said, I was riding it and it was hectic. It was a big one. Very big knockout. Brutal. And it looks like we have a contender on our hands in the welterweight division. I don't believe he's ranked at this stage. I'll just have a quick look. Uh, but surely by the end of the year, he's going to be taking on ranked opponents. Maybe even next up. Uh, that's maybe the next logical step for him because he absolutely seems like a contender in the division. I'll just quickly check the welterweight rankings currently. So yeah, he's not ranked currently, but Muslim Salikov is 15th, and I honestly think Shavkat is going to work his way into the rankings by the end of this year. So that's my prediction. 
I think Shavkat is going to end up working his way into the rankings. I think he can be a top 10, even potentially a top 5 welterweight if given some time. He looks an incredible prospect uh, and, yeah, definitely one to watch. Shavkat uh, is an absolute gun. And Kazakhstan, the Kazakhstan theory. So we're working with a few theories today. The uh, music theory into the Sam Elvey, like quality of opponent theory and music. It's like the balance. It's like if you've seen How I Met Your Mother, like the hot to crazy ratio. It's like the shit music to like level of opponent. So uh, the next theory was the Kazakhstan theory, which I've used before. I've leaned on it before. And he just kazakhstan the shit out of him. It was brutal. Uh, I guess you could say it was very nice. Uh, so, yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that, except for seeing Carlson Harris, like, get absolutely rocked. But I still won some money, so I love that. And, yeah, just a huge, huge knockout. Round one, four minutes and ten seconds in uh, against a guy who has only been stopped once in 21 fights. So... I think that just tells you how incredible that performance really is. He's got a 100% finish rate with eight knockouts and seven submissions. Shavkat Rachmanov is definitely one to watch in the division. Did you have any extra thoughts on that, JJ? No, he doesn't. (laughs) All right, up next, I'm taking a big risk. I'm going to take the underdog in this co-main event middleweight fight uh, between Nick Maximov, who I believe has some association to the Diaz uh, brothers, and then... One sec. I've got uh, Nick Maximov winning this one by decision. Uh, a couple of months ago on one of my first preview and predictions podcasts, uh, I went Nick Maximov by submission. He ended up winning by decision. So I'm going to go that route here. It's the co-main event. Uh, Soriano has only lost one fight, which to, was to Brendan Allen, or I believe. I'm pretty sure it was to Brendan Allen. It was to someone who's on this card. Uh, and so Nick Maximov, he is 7-0, and undefeated. He made his UFC debut at the end of last year. I have high hopes for him. I think he can do well. He is the underdog at $2.50 in this one. So Soriano is the favorite in this middleweight fight, but I'm actually going to take Nick Maximov. I did a bit of an accidental bet. I was supposed to put 25 on. I've put 55 on for Nick Maximov to win at $2.50. And I also put $25 on Nick Maximov by decision at $4.50. So if you thought I was riding the Kazakhstan theory hard, I'm about to ride the accidental uh, bet theory pretty hard. So... Nick Maximov, he was already my pick. I think he's going to win by decision. We've got seen Nate Diaz in the crowd. Uh, so, yeah, they do have a, an association. And, yeah, Nick Maximov, a lot of people have high hopes for him. He's keen to prove himself as well. He's undefeated. He has finished five of seven wins with two knockouts and three submissions. So maybe there could be better value uh, not going the decision and going for a stoppage. I did go for him to win by submission in his UFC debut, though. Uh, and it, it went to decision. So I'm not going to go for him to get the stoppage here. Last time I went from head to head and he won, uh, but he won by decision. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to take Nick Maximov by decision in this co-main event, but it's going to be a really interesting fight. I'm keen to see how it's going to play out. So we'll check back in at the end of this one. And as I said, I'm taking Nick Maximov by decision. 
Okay, two rounds down the hatch. Uh, I am I'm nervous. I like Maximov. I don't know Soriano. Like on the in the striking exchanges, Soriano has been way better. But then just like the, the clinch control time and the wrestling from Maximov. But then Soriano is not like. Soriano did some stuff himself. He was doing the kidney punches and things like that. And he was getting out of a lot of these grappling things. But there was a lot of control time for Maximov. So I honestly have no idea. We're both talking and trying to work out exactly where we think the scores stand. Maybe Maximov has the edge. So now I'm really, really nervous heading into this third round. Uh, But I honestly don't know. It's been such a close fight. There's always a few on the fight night cards that are just extremely close. This is one of them. It's been a great co-main event. I've enjoyed it a lot. It's probably exceeded my expectations, not that I had low expectations. And now we are heading into round three. This is where I believe it's going to be won or lost for either man. We'll be back at the end of round three. I have no idea who the winner is going to be, so we'll come back after the break. All right, so round three, dominant from Maximov, but one issue is definitely... Uh, whether Soriano has won the first two rounds. We also saw Soriano do the splits a couple of times throughout the fights. It seems like he picked up an injury. Uh, So he's been fighting injured, which a lot of fighters do. Uh, And Maximov just dominated the third round with his wrestling. Not a lot of, like, fight, like, on fighting on the feet, basically. Not a lot of punches thrown, things like that. Majority of it was just wrestling. But Nate Diaz is pumped. He loves it. He's happy with what he sees. I am... Relatively happy with what I see, but we're going to wait until the official decision. I feel confident, but like, ah, ah, it's like, uh, yeah, I won't be surprised if they say Soriano. He may have won the first two rounds, so I'm really nervous. I'm going to hand it over to JJ, and then uh, I'll do a little live reaction for the uh, decision. I win, like, a bit of money here if Maximov can get it done by decision for me, so very pumped. Yeah, well, we're all riding your bet, of course. Um, if I were to put a number on, I think you're probably like 90% good. Uh, this def- yeah, definitely that question you raised whether um, the first two rounds were won uh, by... What's his, what's his name? Sorry, I know. We can edit this. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Anyway, yeah. Whether the first two rounds were won by Soriano, but okay, I just would say from the eye test, looks like Maximov like was more proactive overall. So I think you got to probably give it to him, even though there was patches there when Soriano did kind of had some momentum and did some damage. I think yeah, Maximov. I think he's got it. So let's go. All right. Ah, oh, come on, Maximov. Interesting scoring. Oh, nice. Nick Maximov, the underdog by decision. That's why you need to listen to my Premium Predictions podcast, people. Sometimes we have some rough patches. Sometimes we have some great days. Nick Maximov gets it done. Huge win. Huge win by decision as well. That's perfect. That sets us up perfectly for the main event and now i'm ready to jump into it that was a great co-main event uh, if you're into the striking then maybe you wouldn't have enjoyed that but the former all-american wrestler just showcased his skills in the wrestling department 
And like JJ said, he controlled it. He was more proactive throughout the fight. And I think he really just dictated the terms that the uh, fight was kind of fought on. So really good win for Nick Maximov. I am stoked. I need to check my account and get ready for the main event because that's coming up next. Fuck. All right, so we're at the main event, Strickland versus Hermanson. Honestly, I don't know much about these fighters. I believe I've seen Strickland before. Um, Hermanson. He's been quite active, Strickland. Both guys have been quite active, but Strickland's a little bit more memorable, I think, than Hermanson. Yeah, perhaps that's it. Um, But yeah, I'd like to to hear some of your insights on these fighters. I know you've gone pretty heavy in on Strickland. I have, yeah. I've gone over $150 on uh, Sean Strickland head-to-head. Uh, and my prediction for this fight, I'm going Sean Strickland by decision. So I put 50 bucks on Strickland by decision. But I went a little insurance bet as well. Uh, 25 for Strickland to win by knockout. So if he wins head-to-head, I should win, stand to win some money anyway. Uh, and then, yeah, if he wins by knockout, then it should be a little bit of a healthy payout. But if he wins by decision, then boom. And that'll be three huge results in a row starting with the Kazakhstan uh, knockout and then moving on to that decision wrestling win from Nick Maximov. So I'm going another decision here. It's my official prediction, but I'm also kind of leaning toward a knockout. And then Jack Hermanson, he, he's a pretty tr- uh, tricky customer. He can get the submissions. He can get the knockouts. Now, I'll take a quick look at both men's professional records Uh and then we'll jump into the fight and we'll, we'll kind of give our thoughts at the end of each round. So I'm taking Sean Strickland by decision. He has 27 fights. He's 24 and 3. So he's only lost three times, twice by decision and once by knockout. That one knockout loss of his career took place in the welterweight division uh, before he moved up to middleweight. And since moving to middleweight, he has gone 5 and 0. Oh. So he, he's really, really doing well, Sean Strickland. He also has 10 knockout wins from his 24 victories and 10 decisions, four submissions. But it looks likely if he wins, it's going to be by knockout or by decision. Now, as for Jack Hermanson, or Hermanson, I believe it's uh, pronounced, he has a professional record of 22 wins and six losses. So slightly less impressive, but not by much. He has 11 knockout wins, six submission wins, and five decisions. And he's a really quality grappler. Uh, He does look for the submissions, even though he's predominantly knockout. I think a lot of that can be like TKOs and ground and pound and still using his excellent wrestling to get himself in those positions. And as for Hermanson's losses, he has six losses, two by knockout, two by submission, two by decision. That's kind of what led me to going the decision bet here. Uh, he hasn't been finished a whole heap. Only four times in his career has Hermanson been stopped. Uh, so I think this one is going to go to decision. And that kind of makes it tricky because we saw with Kelvin Cater at the start of the year, I had Giga Chikadze. A lot of people uh, did. And if it goes to decision and Hermanson controls the wrestle and he really controls this fight, then there's a big chance that he's going to win. So if you thought I was nervous for the last fight, I'm extremely nervous for this one. But I'm also excited about Sean Strickland's chances. I really like his prospects in the middleweight division. I think he's closer to a title shot than Hermanson is. But Hermanson's going to push for that tonight. If he beats Strickland, then he's right back in that conversation. So they're both walking out now. 
Uh, Hermanson's the second out, so he's making his way into the cage now. 11 wins by knockout, 6 by submission. He has the fourth highest strike rate among active UFC middleweight fighters and the fifth fastest submission in UFC middleweight history uh, with 49 seconds. So he's definitely a very quality operator. He's ranked higher than Strickland as well. He's ranked in number six and Strickland is seven. So it's a really, really big fight. I know they've both been talking about the title next, and I think Strickland is a lot closer to the title shot if he wins next because the number two ranked fighter is Marvin Vittori, who's already faced Adesanya twice. Then you've got uh, Whitaker is facing him and has faced him before as well. Uh, so And Cost has fought him before, who I believe he's fifth. So that's, this really does open up an opportunity for one of these guys to be the next middleweight challenger. But I think most likely what I'd like to see is if they win this, give them an opponent in the top five or three. Uh, and one more fight. I think there may be one more fight. If Strickland wins this, then I can definitely see them going for him next uh, after the Whitaker fight. And if Whitaker wins, well, then all of a sudden that opens up a whole potential pool of challenges like Vittori because he hasn't faced Whitaker for the title and like Polo Costa, although he may go to... Uh, up to light heavyweight so there's a lot lot of intriguing aspects to this fight they're just about to get it started now so we'll check back at the end of round one and give some thoughts who we think's up and just the general vibe so yeah i'm backing sean strickland in here by decision good to see herb, herb dean as the referee uh but yeah there's a real chance that hermanson could spoil the party here so we'll check back in at round one hopefully strickland's up are we going to see a finish in this fight there is every chance we could see a knockout finish in this fight, which is what everyone wants to see. But, I don't know, the fight nights have a different energy. The, the title fights, we see a lot of uh, stoppages because it, it's such a big fight and you have the crowds and stuff. I don't know. I think both of these guys are very durable. So I'm going for the decision, but I went for the decision with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang earlier and he knocked his opponent out in 16 seconds. So... They're about to get this fight started. We will check back in at the end of round one. Just, oh, just a quick question for you. Over five rounds, have what's their experience like? Uh, Strickland beat his last fight was a fight night main event in the Apex against Uriah Hall, and he won that by unanimous decision. So he's won by decision, uh, and that was a five round fight. I don't know how many others he's been in. Hermanson's been in one I, that I can definitely remember. Uh, I'm just trying to think who, who he took on. It might have been Jared Cannonier. Uh I can't mm. quite remember. But he, he faced Marvin Vittori and he lost in a five-round fight. So they've both been through five-round contests. I think they know how to get through the five rounds. But I think they will also be keen to get that finish. So I think they'll be looking for stoppages and stuff. And I think it'll be a close contest. But ultimately, I've got Strickland by decision I think this is going to go the five rounds, but I'll be more than happy to eat my words if there is a finish. But, yeah, hopefully for the bet's sake, Strickland gets up here. But Hermanson's pumped. Bruce Buffer's pumped. We are pumped here. Uh, so let's get into this. They're about to kick it off. Are they going to touch gloves? I don't know if they will. Hermanson's a bit of a psycho, although they seem... Oh, not Hermanson. Sorry, Strickland. There we go. Glove touch. They did seem very friendly in the lead up to this fight. That's one note I'll have. So we'll check in at the end of round one. Uh, very interesting round, pretty quiet, not a great deal of activity, uh, which is fair because it's a 25-minute fight. Just kind of feeling each other out at this stage, working out each other's range. 
Uh, I've got Strickland up just, but maybe I have a biased opinion or perspective because I have him to win. I have money on him to win. But Hermansons look good as well. I just think Strickland has moved away from a lot of his shots and he's not backing up. Like It's not like Strickland's backing up the whole fight, but he's backing up at the right points and he's checking some leg kicks. Hermanson really seems to be working on a bit of a calf kick situation. Did a nice knee to the body. Just having a look at the highlights. Hermanson actually looked quite good in that round. Uh, just having a look at a couple of those highlights. So Hermanson may be up. I, I had Strickland just, but maybe Hermanson's the one who's up. So again, a bit of confusion. I never really know exactly how the judges are going to score this, but there are still four very important rounds to go. And we're heading into round two now. So I'll come back at the end of the second round and myself and JJ will give our thoughts. It's also currently t- uh, Strickland 22 significant strikes to Hermanson's 20, but of course the judges don't have these numbers. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got a few thoughts, I suppose. Two rounds down. Um, yeah, a bit of a two contrasting styles. Strickland looks very cold and methodical, just kind of walking around, throwing out that jab. And then Hermanson, I guess he probably knew he lost the first round, so he was kind of looking to like hype himself up in that second round, just throwing some wild bursts. Um, but I guess it's pretty even overall. Strickland actually probably is up two I've rounds. Got Strickland up definitely round two. I'm not too sure about round one. Yeah. Um, but fight still in the balance. Yeah, no he doubt. dropped him at the end there as well. Strickland absolutely dropped uh, Hermanson at the end. And mm. Strickland's been going all for the head, and Hermanson's been going a lot for the leg. So we'll see how this plays out as round three kicks off. So that's five rounds down. We're going to decision, and uh, it looks like Strickland's won. Um, yeah, pretty certain. It played out pretty much, the whole fight pretty much played out the same. Strickland just kind of... Uh, would you say methodically take him out? He uh, controlled the fight. He wasn't looking to end the fight prematurely with like a big strike. He was, mm. it was more like death by a thousand cuts and just a slower, steadier approach because it was that 25-minute fight. Uh, but yeah, I feel really confident. I feel really good. A lot more confident than I did with the Maximov fight. Uh, and yeah, I think Sean Strickland's done enough. We'll suss the decision uh, and then we'll give some thoughts on the main event, the win, and maybe what's next for Sean Strickland. Uh, and then I'll just jump into, we'll do a quick little, i uh, got two performance of the night bonuses to hand out, which is a $0 bonus check from us. We, uh, we don't, we can't, we can't. Uh, so yeah, Dana White's not even, he has the 50K comparatively to like his salary. Is nothing. So $0 comparatively to our salary is like a pretty much on par with Dana White. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we'll do a little performances of the night, uh, fight of the night. And uh, I'll just drop a little personal favorite of the night, Nick Maximov. Uh, that was really good. I loved, I loved that. That got my night really going. So did the Kazakhstan. And we're about to cap it off, hopefully, with a big win on the punt. What is happening Yeah, Strickland, he's still going. He's still bloody punching the sky. Still just jabbing, jabbing away. Um, yeah, I was going to say we could do like the, the Tostitos fight of the night. and then If they sponsor us, yeah, yeah. they well, we, but, sent us some fucking corn chips. But we, they didn't. I messaged them and they didn't even reply. 
pre preempt the sponsorship. Yeah. So right, here we go. Corn chip sponsor. Split decision. Oh, oh, that scared the God. shit out of me. Wow. I was nervous there for a second. What was that? that was I was very nervous there for a second. Where they moment. announced that? Oh, my God. Big win for Sean Strickland. We'll have a quick listen to the interview and then we'll come back with some final thoughts and our performance bonuses. So Strickland takes it in split decision and he's actually not happy with his performance. Maybe a lack of crowd uh, playing into the fact that he felt like he, well, in his words, fought like a chump. And a pansy. And a pansy. Um, (laughs) I think what he was getting at was he just kind of was quite defensive. Well, not defensive, but he really only um, took his chances when they were there, I suppose. So how do you see it, Mick? Do you you agree with that analysis? uh, Yeah, I think it should have been a unanimous decision. I don't think he fought like a chump. Uh, I think, yeah, he could have fought better and more intensely, but I think he was mainly disappointed because that doesn't catapult him right into that next title shot. But he's still got the win. Uh, and, like, I know there's criticism when people win by decision or for, like, fighting boring, but I just appreciate the fights as they are. He won the fight. He controlled the fight. He did what he had to do to get the win. So he leaves the winner. Uh, I don't think he'll get the title shot next, but like he said, he's a company man. He'll, he'll take on whoever they put in front of him. So big things in the future of Sean Strickland. I think he's going to have a massive opponent next, maybe Marvin Vittori. That's a name that comes to mind. But we'll see who the, who the UFC come up with because I'm very confident in their matchmaking skills. They've been coming up with banger after banger for quite a while now. So that's the card. Sean Strickland, a huge win for him. Fought like a pansy and a chump, according to him. But he still got the win and he is one step closer to that middleweight title shot. So I'm going to give out a couple of performance bonuses here. Uh, fight of the night... I had Julian Arosa and Steven Peterson. Uh, I think just there's so much blood, not that that makes a great fight, but it was just a great back-and-forth contest. I had Arosa by submission, but Steven Peterson has never been submitted. Decision looked the most likely option. I was just kind of backing Arosa in for the finish, Uh, but Arosa got the job done by decision in what I have as the fight of the night, and Steven Peterson missed weight, so he won't actually get any of the prize money for fight of the night, which is fair, super fair. So maybe Julian Areza gets double. Imagine if he gets 100K. And from us, they get $0. So for Steven Peterson missing weight, you now owe us 20 bucks. And some Tostitos. And some Tostitos. <laughs> uh, now, I was really keen on the Ultimate Fighter true finale that was coming up. Uh, Brian Battle got the win. I had him winning by submission. He won by decision. No performance bonus here, but just a great win to prove all the doubt is wrong and prove that he truly is the ultimate fighter of his season. Uh, Now, the other two performance bonuses that I'm going to hand out, the first was on the preliminary card, and that was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Njokawani, who had the 16-second knockout over Marc-Andre Barriol. Now, that is 16 seconds, the second fastest win on debut in UFC history. I really, really like Chitty. I think he's a massive prospect. I had him winning by decision, funnily enough, but knockout was definitely on my radar, and it absolutely will be next time. I'm thinking I'm going to go Chitty by knockout next time, but that's the thing with the matchmaking. Then they always seem to put their next opponent after a big win. 
someone who is a great stylistic matchup. So that's really interesting. I've got Chitty for a performance of the night. And my other performance of the night, I've got Shavkat Rachmanov with his huge Kazakhstani power, knocking Karsten Harris out in the first round, toward the end of the first round of their fight. So I've got those three with my performance bonuses. It was a great card overall. I really enjoyed the co-main event. The main event was good too, but I actually enjoyed the co-main event more, maybe because of the betting factor, but I've won some money here, so very, very happy with that. Uh, I'll be back as well during the week. I'll be doing my UFC preview and predictions podcast. So if you want to get on board with some of these winners, have a listen. And uh, yeah, there's not a whole heap left to say other than we will be back next Sunday. We will be doing a live Twitch stream as well. More to come on that through the week. And we'll be watching the entire UFC 271 card. So plenty of action tonight. We saw Sean Strickland get the win in the main event. Uh, and smiles all around now, definitely. So at least smiles on my behalf. So if you enjoyed the content, you can follow us. Oh, mama, I just saw my uh, betting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> last I chain of thought. Yeah. Um, if you follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report, you'll be able to see whenever new content is posted. There's going to be plenty of it, not just podcasts as well. So Instagram's probably the best place right now to be up to date with everything, not just the sports report. Uh, we'll also be announcing the Twitch project later in the week and what's going on surrounding that. But we'll be doing a live stream for the UFC card. Unfortunately, we can't show it on the television, but we'll be live reacting to that. And hopefully, if you're keen to join, people can comment and we can get a bit of interaction going uh, and kind of enjoy the card. And you'll be able to know exactly what happens when it happens uh, and as soon as it happens. So... There's a lot to look forward to, not just a sports report on Instagram and follow us on whatever podcast device or app or whatever the bloody hell it's called you're listening on. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, that's it for the podcast, UFC Fight Night, thoughts and comments. Uh, until next time, take care. Do you have anything to say signing off, JJ? No, he doesn't. said it well, man. I said it well. That's what he has to say. Uh, so from myself, JJ, and my cat Teddy, who is fast asleep on the couch next to me, uh, yeah, take care.